Hello, and welcome to the weekly worship podcast for Fuquay Arena, United Methodist Church. We think it's important, not just that you listen today, but we would invite you to worship with us today. If you'd like to further engage your faith or the community around you and like to partner with us, uh, please visit our website, fvumc.org, for more information. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on a Sunday morning, whether that's live, online, or in person. Online on Sunday mornings on our website or Facebook page or YouTube channel, you can enjoy the venue with us, which is a worship service crafted for community online, or you can join our live in-person services online at 1010 for our contemporary, 1115 for our traditional. If you'd like to worship in person with us, we have worship at 9 o'clock and 1010 for our contemporary worship services and 1115 for our traditional worship. At the end of the day, we believe that when and where you worship is not nearly as important as that you worship. And so we're so glad to be with you today, worshiping together. Well, hey, everybody, it's great to be together with you today as we journey through this Easter season together. I hope you're doing well. Um, uh, I don't know if this is frustrating to any of you or if it's maybe just uh, me being uh, overly sensitive to it, but I, it really bothers me. Like I get perturbed when I try to do something and can't, and then somebody comes along right behind me and does it with ease. Like to me, that just like nothing makes my heart sink quicker. I mean, there are other things I'm sure that make my heart sink quicker, but um, I feel like opening a jar, you know, you, you twist, your hands are sore, they're red, throbbing. You've tried, you know, wrapping different things around the lid. You've tink, tink, tinked it on the edge of the counter. You've thunk, thunk, thunked it on the bottom and you can't get it. And then somebody else comes along right behind you and they're like, here, I'll just give it a shot real quick. And you're like, well, it's going to be locked shut. You can't actually do it. It's just unopenable. And then they just pop it open and hand it back to you. You know that feeling? I just don't like that feeling at all. I got a lot of that in college. Um, I was a studious student. I uh, went to bed at a reasonable time, you know, so that I could wake up and meet the day for whatever, you know, class would bring me the next day. And um, not all my friends were like that. Some of them were smarter uh, and they didn't have to do those things. Um, and so, you know, I'd go to bed at a reason. They were out doing who knows what. I don't know what. I was asleep. Um, and then I would go to take a test and they would come in, maybe still awake from the night before. And I would give it my best, give it my all. And then uh, they would do the same test and set the curve uh, while I was failing. I could just, those people. And if you're one of those people, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to those people you, but I mean, come on, seriously, like, can you just at least pretend to be working so you don't make us feel so bad about ourselves or something? I don't, that is a frustrating reality to me. So imagine my frustration when I went back uh, to the house we lived in in Apex uh, for the better part of a decade uh, before moving to Fuquay. Um, and uh, the person that's living there now um, has an enormous fig tree in the yard. Now I planted that tree and I tended that tree for years. Uh, it was more of a, a fig stick to begin with. It was just one thing coming out of the ground. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I like figs. I'm a fig fan, a big fig fan. Uh, I like to eat figs. I like to use figs in cooking. I like to eat figs with cheese. Um, and so I planted the fig stick and I, I dug a hole. I put the right dirt in it. I fed it. I watered it. I made sure it had all the sun that it needed. And I, every year I would just coach it along. I'd sometimes would go out to it and just say nice things to it to try and encourage it along. In one year, it gave me one fig. A bird ate it and then some ants. Uh, so I didn't eat it, but I got one fig. And uh, by the time we moved out, I we had gone up to like four to six figs uh, in a season. And um, I... Uh, so imagine my surprise when now there just is an enormous tree there and I don't, maybe she has a good magic touch of gardening that I don't have. I don't know. That's probably true. I don't 
tend to grow things. Um, but uh, maybe I just loosened it up for like the jar lid. I don't know. Uh, but what I think happened is she doesn't like figs. And so she didn't want the fig stick where it was, but she didn't want to dig it up because I told her how this prized fig tree that I've been working on for all these years doesn't grow a lot of figs. Um, so she just kind of cut it, not down, but back. Um, all of the little branches that would grow me a fig, she just chopped them off. And somehow when she did that, tree, now there's more figs than she can stake it. Shake a stick at. She doesn't even like figs. She's like, I just let the birds have them. <laughs> ah. That feels like reverse logic to me. I mean, if a branch was growing a fig, why would you cut that thing off? Isn't our goal to grow more figs? Why would you cut the thing that's growing? That feels like Jesus logic to me. In fact, it is. It is Jesus logic. In uh, John chapter 15, Jesus is talking with his disciples. And this is what he says to them. I am the vine. And my father in heaven, right? God the Father is the vine grower. God removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. That makes sense. But then he goes on. Every branch that bears fruit, God prunes to make it bear more fruit. He says, if um, you've already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you, abide in me, right? Stay connected to me as I abide in you. Be in me as I am in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit, unless it abides, is connected to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you are abiding in me, connected to me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus logic, see? Jesus says, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. I know this passage. I've heard this passage. I've read this passage. And in my memory, though, of this passage, um, I always seem to remember that branches that bear no fruit get pruned, thrown into the fire, it says a little bit later on. Like, I get that. If a branch isn't bearing fruit, toss it away. Like, again, it's not helpful to anything. But what about the branches that are bearing fruit? I never read the second half of verse two. Every branch that bears fruit, God prunes to make it bear more fruit. What Jesus is talking about here is the lifetime of work that we have when it comes to following Jesus, right? To abiding in Jesus and Jesus in us. To borrow kind of an idea and a phrase from the passage of scripture we left or read last week, uh, it says that if we are in Christ, we labor not in vain. If we are in Christ, if we're in the Messiah, then that means that we are all about, our lives are all about allowing our heart and mind to match the heart and mind of Jesus, to allow our imagination and understanding to be transformed so that as we live in this world that doesn't work the way it's supposed to work, we can live in the image of God. We can live in the way of Jesus in the world around us. We can be God's image bearers uh, in the world. Abide in me as I am in you, and we're going to prune you so that you can bear more fruit, so that you can be God's people in the world around you. Uh, this week, in the life of our church is confirmation. We're celebrating the confirmation of um, uh, eight students uh, who are going to make a public profession of faith. They're going to promise to own their own faith from this day forward. If you don't know what confirmation is, um, here's basically a rough and ready thing that we believe we're doing in this moment. When we baptize children, uh, we are owning all the promises of God for that child. We're going to hold on to those promises. And when we baptize them, we promise to live our lives, to pattern our life and our life together in such a way to invest in them so that one day they can accept God's grace for themselves, profess their faith openly, and lead a Christian life. 
abiding in the vine, being pruned. That's what we talk about, right? That's what we've promised to do. When we promise to do that, what we're not saying is I promise to believe in Jesus. I promise to believe that my sins are forgiven. I promise to believe that freed from that burden, I can live eternally with God. What we're doing is we're promising that that belief that we have necessitates a particular way of being, a particular way of living in the world around us, that it changes the way we imagine and live and move and have our being uh, in the world. We're committing that our belief in Jesus means and does something to us and in us so that we're not just learning or knowing about Jesus, but that we are committing to knowing Jesus and allowing our old selves to be taken off, uh, our old ways, our old patterns of life uh, coming off so that we can put on uh, the clothes of Christ, be the people that God has created us and is calling us to be. And when we agree to do this, to own these promises for kids that we're baptizing, um, each individual child, we hold out those promises in trust until one glorious day when they say, those are promises that I want to own for myself. And then they stand up in church, they make a public profession of faith, they accept God's grace for themselves, they profess their faith openly, and we send them off to lead uh, a Christian life. And, and that's what we're doing today. Uh, today is that glorious day, uh, and we could not be more uh, excited about it. And in each of our worship services, uh, we're going to hear them make that those promises, right? And we're going to pray for them. Um, and I'm going to remind them in every one of those services where this is taking place that they've got work to do, that this isn't an endpoint or a graduation or an accomplishment, but it's a doorway, a passageway to the most fulfilling commitment that they will ever make. And that from this moment forward, they have two jobs, to abide in Jesus, to remain connected, to abide in Jesus and to always be prunable, to abide in Jesus, to rest in Jesus, to stay close to Jesus, to be connected with Jesus, to certainly read and learn about Jesus, but more importantly, to love Jesus and to allow Jesus's love to love them, to spread out and grow and go and do whatever your branch needs to go and do, wherever it needs to go and do it, but to always remain connected wherever that leads you to the vine, always remaining connected to the heart of God, to the source of life, to the gift of God's grace that feeds us and nourishes us and sustains us, to abide in Jesus, and to be prunable, to be humble enough that we allow God to tend to us, to shape us and to form us into what we are meant to be, how we were created to be, what we're being called to be, to renounce and to reject and to repent of our own sin, our own brokenness, to turn away daily from the things that lead to death and to embrace the gift of life that God is offering. And to know that even when we can't fully know or understand why God is choosing to prune what feels like a figgy branch to us, that it's God's good wisdom that's doing so. And that this work of being prunable and pruned is a lifetime of work following Jesus. And I would like to make these same uh, challenges to you, to offer you the same challenge that I'm offering to them. Because first of all, we're all called to own our own faith. And secondly, because our work with these kiddos isn't done, right? These students, uh, we don't just do it until they own it for themselves and then say, well, good luck with all that. Like as they become full functioning members of the body of Christ. Um, it's our job with them, like we do with anybody else in our church family, in our community of faith here. What we owe one another is that we are always spurring one another on uh, to love, to excelling in the work of the Lord, to the love of God and neighbor. And, uh, and so we're going to have a chance uh, this morning in all of our worship services 
uh, to remember our baptisms and be thankful. So where, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, this is what I want to send you to go do. If you need to, if you're, I don't know if you're with us live or you're, you're listening uh, after the fact, but um, put, put a pause on or just turn the volume up. You can walk away. Go find a sink and a bowl. Put some water in it, maybe a water bottle. I would not suggest using your coffee, but in desperate times, call for desperate measures. Um, what I'd like for us to all do this morning with our confirmands is to remember our baptisms and to be thankful to remember the promises of God, uh, promises that God has made to us, promises to initiate us into Christ's church, to incorporate us into God's mighty acts of salvation, to give us new birth through water and the Spirit, salvation as we sometimes call it, and to know that all of this is God's gift offered to us without price. There's nothing that we can do to earn or to deserve it. To remember God's Easter promise to you and to be grateful. So they're going to dip their hands into some water. They're going to touch their forehead, touch their heart, wash it, like roll it around in their hands to remember the promises of their baptism. This morning, I'd like to invite you uh, to do just uh, to do just the same thing uh, wherever you are. And um, I would invite you to recommit, recommit yourself today, uh, new and a fresh and a vibrant way to abiding in Jesus and remaining prunable. And if that's something that you've never done before, if that's not uh, something that you've said out loud, if that's not a decision that you have made, uh, or if it's been a long time since you felt like you've been ready to make that decision, to own up uh, to that, to own your own faith, to to abide in Jesus, to remain prunable. Um, I want you to know uh, we would love to journey with you in that. Uh, we'd love to help you figure out what it looks like to do those two things um, and to put a group of people around you that can help do the things um, that it requires to to be prunable for our whole lives. Um, to take a significant step of faith, to say yes to Jesus um, and let our students lead us well um, in our own recommitment this morning. Let me pray for uh, let me pray for all of us. Uh, Lord, we're grateful um, that no matter how far our branch wanders, um, that you love us enough to prune it back, um, that you love us enough uh, to, as we remain uh, connected and abiding in the vine, uh, to be the people that you've created and called us to be. And so this morning, um, wherever we find ourselves, maybe it's an afternoon, maybe it's an evening, uh, as we're worshiping together now, uh, wherever we are, and whatever we're up against, uh, we pray, pray that you would remind us tangibly of your deep and abiding love for us. That that's a love that we want to say yes to because we know it's love that says yes, that has said yes to us. We desire to live lives that abide in you. We remember our baptisms and we are grateful. We are grateful. And we would pray that stepping out from this place, abiding in you, uh, that you would continue to do your beautiful gardening work of pruning us so that we can bear fruit, fruit that will last. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, it's been great to worship together with you today. If you would like to engage your faith or the community around you, we'd love to partner with you in that. You can visit our website, fvumc.org. To find out more information on what that looks like or to reach out to us, I'd like to extend another invitation for you to come and join us online or in person on Sunday mornings live. Uh, And while you're on our website, uh, again, if this is a regular place that you find spiritual sustenance, we'd love to partner with you as we serve our community here in the greater Fuquay Verena area. Um, FVUMC.org slash give would help you uh, join with us in all of the wonderful work that happens in and through this family of faith here at Fuquay Verena United Methodist Church. It's been great to worship together with you, and we look forward to doing it again soon.